the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thank you and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a real mover and shaker, Olivia Hereford, who is the DM, MBA, servant leader with a vision of diverse and truly inclusive tech work environments. Her career in tech spans over 40 years, beginning as a pioneer with a computer side degree in 73, leadership roles in the computer hardware and software industry, a long consulting career in IT project management, organizational health and effectiveness, and diversity and inclusion. Uh, since 2010, Olivia has brought it all together, supporting tech work environment programs and work development programs and industry partnerships at California community colleges and community-based organizations. Through this work, she loves to channel her passions to see more women, Black and Latinx students in high-demand tech jobs. And in these challenging and transforming times, she is now drawing on her experience leading workshops and conversations on managing implicit bias to support her clients and colleagues in their commitment to face systemic racism in education and tech. And she's currently facilitating uh, partnerships with uh, Bay ICT, which is a, a regional collaborative to prepare students in Bay Area community colleges. ICT digital media programs for high demand jobs um, is one of the things that they provide with a focus on equity. And she's also preparing leaders and mentors for engagement with diverse interns. Lots going on. Uh, but one of the best things about Olivia, and uh, I, I, I'm being funny here, but but no, really, we're so grateful, is that she is also on the Love Never Fails Advisory Board. Welcome to the show, Olivia. Thank you, Vanessa, for the glowing introduction. So happy to be here. Yes. So we are so great. I have to say, you know, so just starting off the show with a couple of uh, just really heartfelt thanks to you, Olivia, because um, I didn't realize for me personally, and I, I just have to I have to get this out up front. Um, 
you made a connection between uh, Love Never Fails and Merritt College a couple years back. And, you know, we, we were already talking to them in some capacity, but you really solidified it. And it, it was because we shared this, this common heart of wanting to reach BPOC with sustainable education that would provide them sustainable careers. And I remember you made the introduction for me at, at an event with uh, Courtney Brown over there, who's uh, interestingly on sabbatical. He's living his best life right now. We're jealous, Courtney. We're just jealous right now. But anyway, um, but, you know, you made that introduction. Um, then comes in Darlene Sloan, who is formulating this East Bay Interagency uh, Training Council, EBIATC, um, Jim Cates from Merritt a bunch of just wonderful leaders in the community that we're all coming together at this beautiful time. And, um, and what has happened since you've done that has been nothing short of just, just such a blessing to me personally, to our students. And, and it's a gift that just keeps on giving because, um, you know, we're going to talk about this more later, but since that time, I have been able to come on as a merit adjunct professor, um, which for me personally, never, I always wanted to be a teacher, never thought it was possible because uh, in the Bay Area, teachers are so, I'm sorry, undervalued and underpaid. I just knew I couldn't support my family. But to be able to really pursue that personally was such a blessing to me and to know that the education that we were providing and that we are providing is transforming lives in this way. I, it's one of the most meaningful aspects of the life that I'm living right now. So I just want to thank you for that, Olivia. And I know you've done that for me and so many others, because that's just who you are. Well, you know, I think back to the first time that I uh, connected uh, community organizations, community colleges to, um, it was a program of, 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 to develop community leaders. And um, we were teaching them on problem solving, engaging the community. And we said, you know what? We can, we can help them get some college credit. If we can mm. get them to enroll uh, at, in this case, it was College of Alameda, uh, and call this cooperative education. In other words, getting credit for what you're doing, right? right. And so. We, we set up a program where they got a couple of credits for going through this training. And I just saw just the, the how that motivated them. Wow, I can get college credit for doing this. And, you know, when you begin, I, it, it just it, light bulb went off. I mean, you know, we all know that big change is made with small wins. And uh, if you can, you know, show the folks that we're, that we're, we're wanting to serve and, and um, help them realize the, the value that they bring, how smart and, you know, what, you know, what they're capable of doing, the possibilities, that, those first couple of college credits are a springboard. Yes. I'm just so excited that, you know, when, when we made that connection and that the IT biz students could start to get college credit. Was so exciting. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because we haven't we haven't even walked it out fully yet. You know, we haven't really seen how that's going to make a difference. But what I do know is 
we planted a seed about I'm enrolled in college. Yes. How much further can I go? And here's the thing that I love about that is um, it just takes one credit. It just takes one class for you to not be so intimidated for you to be able to go back to your family and say, you know what, mom, grandma, grandpa, I'm enrolled in college. And, you know, here we thought that was out of reach for me. And even when they get their, you know, their job, which may be entry level, they can continue to learn and grow and become, you know, leaders that then leave the next group of folks. Right. Yeah. So I love that you're that you're a legacy builder. I really love that about you. And um, what were so let's let's just kind of go back for I don't know. You know, you said 40 years. I don't know. I'm looking at you right now. I don't know if I really <laughs> believe it. But if you could tell me the 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 short end of kind of explaining to us why why this? Why are you passionate about doing this? Why? Why this population? Why this work? Well, you think about coming out of college in, in 1973 with a, um, you know, computer science degree and, uh, you know, that it took me five years to do it <laughs> because even even the, the challenges of getting through college, you know, being in an environment and going to the school uh, going to school for the entire time, I was the only black female. So it's, it, it was just awesome. So challenging and hard to persist. Um, and then, then when I finished and I immediately um, became interested in going back and talking to um, first thing I did is I went back to Compton and, and, and started talking to you know, kids at Centennial high school about, I went here and now I'm an engineer. You can do it. And, it's, and, and all you have to do really is persist. And yes, it's hard. And that is and, and I just want my whole passion is just to see more people that look like me in this field. That's bottom yeah. line. And to raise awareness of how challenging it is so that we can start to put together uh, supports and programs and systems that, you know, assist them with their success. Yes, yes, yes. OK, we, we got to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about um, this whole notion of, you know, that experience of being in a place where you're the only one. What does that, you know, what does that do for a person? Um, how is that challenging? I want to kind of break that down um, because some who are listening may not really appreciate uh, what that experience looks like. And so let's uh, let's take a quick break and let's come back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? 
feeling anxious, or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to doveteachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at doveteachings.org. That's D-O-V-E teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion now into here's action the host of Love Never Love Fails Radio, Vanessa place. Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Olivia Hereford. Olivia has a long history of leading organizations, leading people as they develop their uh, leadership skills, uh, specifically around uh, uh, workforce development, around uh, tech, around cybersecurity uh, and IT. And she really has exemplified that that journey in her own life, uh, pursuing a, a, comp, a computer science degree uh, and also taking leadership roles in hardware and software uh, tech industry uh, companies in the industry. And so now she's bringing that forward, working with organizations such as Love Never Fails and Bay ICT and and many, many others to create bridges so that we can impact uh, benefit those that are underserved and under-resourced in our community. And so I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that one of your motivators in doing some of this work is noticing, you know, when you were getting your degree, as you looked around, that you were one of a few, very few um, or the only uh, Black woman that was enrolled in the classes. And um, I, too, you know, when I when I joined Cisco Systems, there were 16 different regions that were represented in my, in our particular area. And I was the only Black person and the only woman, you know, both that was in a leadership role. Uh, and that was, you know, over, that was, let's see, that was 16 years ago. Things have changed greatly since then, but uh, it does something to you. And I wanted to get your take. I have my, my ideas about what, what that experience does for you. Um, what did you feel back then? And, you know, and, and how do you feel that what you're doing now is making, making, maybe making that better for someone? Well, you know, I, the biggest struggle that I had, Vanessa, was with my own authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. Really knowing it and, 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 and understanding who I am and what I bring when it always seemed to be so questioned. Um, I, so there was always this idea, we've heard of, of the whole concept of, um, of uh, imposter syndrome. Uh, context switching, frame switching, where, you know, most of my, you know, until I, you know, a couple of years into my career, I still lived in Compton and predominantly black environments. And then I would go into suddenly this, you know, go into Century City to work and being the only one. And and I was often feeling like, you know, I had to change who I was, Mm. Uh, how, you know, uh, I mean, even it even actually started as an intern while I was still in college. I was interning during the summer for IBM. Same thing where, you know, I was the only black uh, participant in this program, which was centered around diversity. But there was, you know, the whole thing of um, even I had little issues about my style of dress did not fit mm. him. 
Yeah. You know, those kind of things. And then feeling that I was given, I was watching some of the, the, the young men getting more challenging opportunities than I was. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. And it really kind of messed with my mind, you know, okay, well, okay, am I not capable or, you know, why am I not getting these opportunities? And so I learned two things to one thing to, 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 to speak up, ask questions. You may not get, you know, the answer you want, but you've got to, you, you, you can't, you, you can't uh, just let it go. You, if there's something on your mind, if you don't talk about it, ask about it, it's only going to, for lack of better words, it's only going to eat at you and, and yeah. really um, not come to any kind of, in any kind of uh, uh, closure. So I, I learned to build that up. And then the other thing is that uh, challenge that I had was that in my desire to be authentic, in other words, in, in, in my latest work, I, I, tell, I tell the leaders that I work with, if, if a young, you know, brand new, let's say a young black males coming into a, a brand new position, they've never been in this environment, they don't know what it's like to be a corporate contributor, um, they start to think, well, maybe I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things we have to do is become comfortable with who we are and what we bring. And a lot of times that that pressure comes from both sides. In my case, you know, I would, you know, go into an environment, work environment for the first tech company that I worked for. And then I'd go back home and my friends and family would say, well, who are you? Uh-huh. You, you know, you're, you're, you're starting to sound white. Uh-huh. You know, don't dress the way you used to, you know, I mean, so you get that yep. pressure and then you get the, in the, in the working environment, you're getting all the microaggressions from, uh, you know, people that have never, you know, worked with someone from my culture and my, in my background. So one of the things that I promised myself the first couple of years is that I'm going to be the same human being that mm-hmm. I, as walking through any door. I don't care yeah. if that's a, a, a corporate office in Century City or visiting my family in Compton. I mean, I, I, I had to be me because if yeah. I feel that I could be me, I couldn't bring what I feel. I had to, to have to share, had to contribute. Yeah. Authentically you. Wow. That's powerful. And, you know, all of that code switching, all of that is, is, is what many of us, I, I literally coach people to code switch. And it's it have coached people to code switch because I know they needed the job. And I'm like, you can't say that. You can't wear that. You can't, you know, you can't do that, you know, if you want this. And and and, and they're feeling like, yeah, but that's not my, like, I want to be able to wear this particular thing. This is who really, this is who I am. You know, maybe years ago it was like braids and afros and, you know, you someone coming into the to an interview and having like some extra jewels and whatnot in their in their hair or wearing an earring on their nose or, you know, coming in with a tattoo, especially not in the Bay Area. It was a no go, you know, and now it's there's becoming a little bit more understanding for that. But it's it, it really can be an hindrance and a barrier to people getting sustainable work and maintaining sustainable work. You just have to be aware that you're making, in other words, you that know decision. 
interesting. Yeah. You've got to also stay aware of who you truly are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think it, I think what it comes down to is, um, for me, uh, and I've always, I've always maintained this is that I know that I'm altering myself at this, at this time because I have a bigger goal in mind. And once I achieve that goal, uh, then I can be my authentic self. But for right now, I need a job. So, now we know that we, you know, we, we know that we wish you wouldn't ever have to do that, but we do have to deal with the realities of this world. And if the people that are in power want people to talk a certain way and want people to look a certain way, then we have to conform in order to get it, that job if we want to, if we choose to, right? It's all about having that choice. But you know, I've been doing a lot of training lately, Olivia, about choice. And, you know, when choice really isn't a choice, when choice is really coercive or when choice is really um, a manipulated decision, you know. Um, and so this, this is very interesting, especially as we explore these things from the lens of diversity and inclusion. Um, it's, these are, these are the kinds of things we need to be talking about. Okay. Well, we, I could go on and on with you about this. So we're going to, we're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what you're seeing. You know, you've been instrumental in helping us. I do, I do have an exciting announcement too, about our newest partnership with an employer partner, but you've been amazing in helping us get connected with the right folks. But I want to hear what you're what you're seeing across the board, not just IT biz, but with other organizations that, you know, Bay ICT and, um, you know, the variety of organizations that you've been working with are seeing out there. The apprenticeship trend, the internship trend, what is the industry doing from your vantage point? So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Olivia Hereford. 
Um, Olivia is just talking to us about all things workforce development, education, diversity, and inclusion. Uh, we're so grateful again to have Olivia as one of our Love Never Fails advisory board members. And uh, just coming back to the question before the break, what are you seeing holistically in the way of apprenticeships, internships, and workforce development targeting these populations that you're passionate about serving? Well, the great trend is that we are starting to make, uh, we, by mean, I'm talking about education, um, all all the way from community colleges to the federal government, they're starting to make investments into internship, apprenticeship, and um, entry-level job training for uh, underrepresented students and job seekers. So that investment is coming in to create the programs and we're starting to finally make some inroads in connecting those programs to employers. Because one of the the challenges has been, uh, and, you know, having had lots of experience already as a manager uh, uh, in supporting, uh, you know, tech operations, whether that's in a tech company or a company using technology, is that the way I the way I explain it is from the employer's perspective, a headcount is a headcount is a headcount, right? And they have a really difficulty accepting that. Oh gosh, I've got to use this for an entry level person, but I only have a couple of positions open. I don't don't I don't want to make you know I, they they're very reluctant to make that investment. So we have the investment in creating the programs, but we don't quite yet have the investment and commitment from employers. And we're working on that. They're starting to realize that if they really want to walk the talk about, you know, that, oh yeah, we recognize that there are people out there developing developing their skills from, you know, alternative, you know, uh, programs, you know, that there are a lot of great programs out there preparing students for preparing people for these jobs. Um, that don't require a degree, that don't require a four-year degree, and that these these folk in a lot of cases are a lot more um, prepared because they're be, they're being taught practical skills. So we're starting to make some inroads there. They're starting to make you know breaking through what we we we're starting to call the paper ceiling, where a lot mm. of, a lot of these uh, employers won't even you know they use their AI algorithms to look at you know uh, uh, resumes and they. All of these folk get pushed off into a pile that never get any follow-up. Right. And then, as you were mentioning earlier, if you start to make people, they're starting to realize by conformity, you're losing creativity. You're losing, Mm. you're losing different ideas and different approaches. And so that's the other thing I'm starting to see is a little bit more acceptance of, of, you know, people that, you know, that for instance, opportunity at works call them stars, uh, students, uh, skills through alternative routes is what it means. That nice. You're your skills through alternate means than you know going to and getting a, a degree or or even certificates. Um, so yeah. you have to take a look at. Uh, for example, I think one of the wonderful things about the um, uh, there, I think it was an article or something or a blog that you posted that I was just thought was uh, outstanding, and that was in the area of cybersecurity. Um, you know, people who've had experience of having being vigilant through adversity, okay, mm. bring something. 
you know, uh, you know, people, young, you know, young folks who have had responsibility for uh, younger siblings or, or that they've right. had to contribute to the livelihood of, of their family, they bring something yeah. that a four-year degree will never get. Right. So I think our employers are starting to recognize that they have to look at a different types of skill set or include a different type of skill set and experience in looking at the, at the folk that we're trying to serve and get into jobs. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, you know, I realized very quickly uh, that I had to figure out what was in it for the employer uh, if, I, if this was going to be uh, work. Right. And so just telling employers the right thing to do or, you know, you you say that you want to support black people or Latinx people. So, you know, do it for charity's sake or, you know, that. That sounds good, but that's really not going to last, right? But if we could show that organizations, and there's been a a bunch of studies that have done that show that organizations that embrace diversity have higher levels of employee retention, they have higher levels of uh, financial success because of the innovation and creativity that is happening in their organization. And the retention is because people are free to be who they are. They don't feel like they're having to fit in this box. So um, never mind. there was another study and I can't remember who it was from, but it showed that people who you obtain through an apprenticeship program, um, they have, they stay 58% longer than, than your average four-year university graduate. Um, and they also um, are more loyal, hence the 58% longer, but they're also really, embrace the environment that they're working in and you know they dig into it in such a intensive way because it's like almost like their first home so there's just so many places ways that you can kind of pitch this out um to an employer to make them you know help them to become interested in this as a new way of looking and not to not to say, you know, I'm encouraging, I have young children at home and I'm encouraging them to be four-year university, uh, you know, get their degrees. I Nothing against that. But we want to have a, a, a world where there's this diversity of uh, experiences that are appreciated, you know, for what they are. Like you said, you know, watching siblings is hard work when you're 14 and you're watching an eight-year-old and making sure that they get fed and and then they get to bed on time they get their bath before you know before bed and while mom is working a swing shift and make sure the house is safe and I mean how much more diligent do you need to be if you know how to do that every night huh yes good that's so good all right so um so you're seeing more of an uptick in, you know, the sort of embracing some of the value of some of these, these beliefs, some of these ideas and some of these systems. I'd like to, you know, kind of bridge over if we could into the next segment to just talk about um, what do you see coming from the state level? Um, you know, what, what's happening at the federal and state level um, specifically just to be more clear I saw a lot of apprenticeship programs kind of uh, uh, released years ago. And I felt like, especially during the pandemic, 
they, they were used to maybe flow through people that could have gotten the jobs elsewhere or kind of not really targeting some of the people that were they were intended for. Do you see changes in that um, today? And also, how are um, nonprofits like Love Never Fails being invited to participate in that process? We'd love to get your take on that. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Olivia Hereford and just talking about all things workforce development, sustainable economic freedom, uh, in particular for underserved, under-resourced community members, uh, bridging between education and some of these populations, um, certainly higher education. And apprenticeships, internships, just having a great little conversation. And so wanted to bring it back to the question about um, apprenticeships, sort of the intention of apprenticeship and internship programs. How are they? So so I'll just, just kind of put out there. I've seen some instances where employers are using an apprenticeship program to hire. One, one case comes to mind where they hired a data scientist that didn't have a job to be an apprentice. And that was just mind boggling that that individual was already a data scientist at a previous job and and took up a slot as a paid apprentice. And I thought, wow, that's not really the intention of this thing. Um, How can we put some better safeguards in place so that these slots are going towards people that need it? And how can we empower the employers to you know, how can we undergird the, or support the employers as they support these individuals, which leads me to my secondary question, which was around how nonprofits can get involved in this equation. So I'd love to get your take, Olivia. Um, what do you see? What's really happening out there? Apprenticeship, internship wise, and uh, and uh, how can nonprofits be a part of the the solution? Okay. Well, I was involved in some of the early uh, apprenticeship programs, the California Apprenticeship Initiatives. I was a program manager for the uh, one of the programs that was preparing cybersecurity apprentices. And when it kicked off, 
there was this, this drive, you know, you, this program, you must, you must place X number, X number of apprenticeship. You, that's how you're going to be measured. That was it. And uh, so therefore, you know, the whole, the whole focus is let's, let's get them, let's find employers who will take an apprentice and we can check that off. Okay. Um, we learned a lot from that because that's, that's how the example that you happen. They just want to get us, they just want to be able to check off that an apprenticeship, apprentice was placed in, a, in an employer. Um, and what we were finding was, is that for those folk that we were trying to target, they missed out. First of all, because even though it's a requirement of our apprenticeship programs that as part of the whole thing of being a registered apprenticeship, that they are supposed to be assigned a mentor. Early programs were not doing that. Gotcha. The other thing that I saw and we finally realized is that if we're going to really make a difference for the, for the, the, the group and the demographics that we're trying to serve is that there's additional support and, and, and preparation needed other than what we call the RSI, the Related Supplemental Instruction. Mm. You, you, you got to have, the, you, first of all, you have to have mentors. We weren't even getting, getting mentors. And you've got to prepare those mentors because many mm. of them don't have experience working with what I call different populations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, again, creates friction and the and, um, you know, the, the, the apprentices feeling like they don't belong or they're not, you know, they maybe don't fit. So the next thing that I'm starting to see is the programs now that are coming out are adding in those kind of requirements to make sure yeah. that the apprentice has the support that they need to make sure yeah. that mentors are prepared to support them. Uh, and and a lot of that support we're looking to our community-based organizations to do because you yeah. have that experience in really understanding what the individual needs are, the resources available to them. And even in your case, like Love Never Fails, doing the kind of things which I love doing too, of preparing the people who are going to be working with them. Yes. Because our kids, our kids don't have those connections. You know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the folks that have been successful in tech all these years, they have some kind of in. Yeah. They've got somebody who kind of referred them in or most of the people that they're working with look like them. So they're not, they're not uncomfortable, you know, asking questions, asking for help. Will you come help me? Reaching out to someone who can be a role model. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the folks that we're trying to serve don't have that kind of exposure. They don't have those kind of resources. So that's where the community-based organizations have been golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, we've really enjoyed working with, uh, you know, Monique and Steve over at San Francisco City College. I got to tell you, the people that are doing this work yourself, you know, when you were over there as well, um, the uh, folks over at Merit, um you know, we're trying to figure this out and we don't have it all figured out, but the hearts of gold that I see with everybody just trying to figure this out, it it can't be emphasized enough. And, you know, as we've gone through, I think one of the things you have to bring to any kind of community change process is that you're going to bump into things and you're going to, you're going to be confused about things and you're going to, um, you know, 
you're going to have challenges along the way. But um, but the 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 key is, are what are we learning from this? And are we willing to be honest with ourselves about what we've learned and pivot? And so I just love this, this, you know, just being transparent and authentic. And 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 then to your last point about the education piece, we like like, you know, like these other teams that we've been working with and yourself. Um, we encountered when we placed a few of our students in internships that um, those were not safe places for them. They were they were actually quite hostile, mm-hmm. not intentionally, I must say, unintentionally hostile. Is that possible? It's just that we sent somebody in who was a survivor of human trafficking to work in an environment that was 100 percent men. And she had no. Uh, she needed to be able to connect with someone who could understand um, some of her, her fears mm-hmm. about being an, a, wom- a woman in that environment. And we had not um, undergirded that with a, a, a near resource, somebody who could be there every day. We, we said, we'll check in on you once a week. And we learned a lot. We, need, we learned that we needed to do a training of the staff that was going to support her. We learned that we needed to prepare her for the environment. And so we developed our racial equity, diversity and inclusion class or program, which is uh, really about helping organizations identify their organizational bias and their um, increase their organizational empathy. And then we also developed with in partnership with Merit, our career readiness boot camp, which helped our students understand you're going to go into environments that are going to maybe feel hostile for you, not intentionally, but they were going to feel that way. What are we, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond? Who are you going to reach out to? So anyway, so, so we're, uh, as usual, we're on page. I wanted to ask you, so, you know, what would you say to that young lady that is, you know, making $25, $30 an hour really needs the job? What would you say, Olivia, to them? They're working in an environment. They're not getting the, the on-site support. Everyone who's there speaks a different language than them. They have their lunches together in the lunchroom. They don't invite her in. She's figuring out her job pretty much on her own. What would you say to that person? Well, from my own experience, Vanessa, uh, what I and and uh, you're totally right on it that a lot of that hostility, a lot of the people, it, it's what I call the microaggressions, the, the 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 lack of empathy for people, different people in in the environment as far as setups and things like that. But what I did uh, in that similar situation is that in any organizations you you will find it may not be in your department. Hey, it may be the 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 receptionist at the front desk. Mm. All right. That looks like you. Yeah. And you reach out to that person and say, help. I'm, yeah. trying, to, I'm trying to figure this out. So and and then you 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 start to feel like there's somebody listening. Then that, and they will tell you, girl, this is what you're gonna see. This is you know, you know what I'm saying? And then you begin, yeah. okay, I'm not alone here. I can figure this out. She's going to help me. I'm going to find more people. Um, that takes, I know that that, that is not an automatic thing that most of the folks that we work with are going to think about. That's yeah. 
what I did, but we can help them with that. If you're doing yeah. a job readiness boot camp, you can say, now here's where you can find these resources. We'll, or this is what you, these are approaches and strategies that will help you persist. Because as you were saying earlier, I need this job and I got to yeah. get through it. I'm going to yeah. get through this. It's not good and I'm not accepting it and I'm not going to take it personal. Yeah. I'm going to get through this. And I, I applaud things like the, the, the job readiness boot camp because we can give them those kind of ideas and ways as which how they can, can, you know, persevere. Persevere. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me that you can get somebody who literally has been shot at, who's been, who's been hungry, who's lived in tents. And, you know, I mean, talk about the resilience. Mm-hmm. But when you see someone like that come undone because mm-hmm. they just don't know how to navigate the corporate world, you go, wow, like, wow, this is this this could be, a, you know, this this is a doesn't seem like it's a serious emotional barrier. And yet it is. It is triggering the person in every way, uh, because I know how to deal with being shot at. I know how to deal with being in a tent. I know how to deal with, I know how to deal with not having enough food or not having supervision, but this here of, you know, feeling unaccepted, unseen, um, this one's hard. So. Can I just say uh, one more? Yeah. Really quick yeah, yeah, yeah. I also tried to let them know, get through this. And then you're yeah. going to be at a point where you can recognize your next job or your next opportunity you'll be able to scope that whole situation and say, and have the confidence and experience and say, Oh, I'm seeing some of the same stuff I saw back there. I don't have to take this job. Right. To de- develop right. this confidence. So you've gone through this and you don't have yeah. to go through it again. You're smart. You can do the work. You've proven yourself. Now you can choose. You were talking right. about choice. Now you can choose. Woo. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. Thanks for listening to love never fails radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Well, thank you so much, Olivia, for being here with me today. If, 
If people are listening in and they're like, I'd like to talk to Olivia about the work that she's doing and get involved, how can they reach you? Oh, well, I um, I have a website, herefordconsulting.com, mm-hmm. that gives a lot of my background and, and what I'm loving doing right now. And uh, But otherwise, you can also reach me uh, via my email or connect with me via LinkedIn. Connect with me via LinkedIn is probably the best way. And my email is kind of long. It's D-R-O-L-I-V-I-A, Dr. Olivia, at HerefordConsulting.com. And, uh, and I, I've always been, I've been a contractor for years now. And, and I'm, I'm a contractor to the Bay Area Community College Consortium in this work. And that's how Vanessa and I got connected. I'm still with them. Very, very cool. Thank you so much, Olivia. So a couple other things I wanted to just share that uh, seem to be appropriate. If you're interested in learning more about our racial equity, diversity and inclusion program, you can do so by going to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash ready, R-E-D-I. And there you can learn more about the programming that we're doing. We just finished partnering with Pathways Consulting. Shout out to Amanda over there um, uh, with about 23 employers across the state and helping them to reflect on their organizational bias and organizational empathy. Um, I fully intend, Olivia, to pull you into that when the time is right. Um, Interestingly, it feels like we're just in a place where the industry, all companies are really having a hard time um, with mental health. And, and so um, it's a lot of self-care is happening right now, I think, in order to improve the employment in general. But uh, yeah, um, uh, that's something for those of you who are listening or thinking, I want to get involved. That's a way you can get involved. If you want to get involved with apprenticeships or internships, you can reach out. Um, I will put you in touch with Bitwise, which is one of our partners, also Wright Varsity and or Merritt College um, and or San Francisco City College. These are some of the folks I'd love to connect you to. And again, you can reach me at Vanessa at LoveNeverFailsUs.com. Um, notice um, I didn't list myself, but we are not an apprenticeship program. We are a state certified uh, cybersecurity certified pre-apprenticeship program. And we love being that so that we can introduce people that are straight off of the street, people that are not familiar with tech, people who are um, often brilliant uh, engineers and uh, salespeople and customer service reps and project managers uh, just don't know it yet. And we want to get a hold of them and introduce them and then hand them off. So um, please reach out to us if you want to learn more. We do have some cohorts coming up. And you can do that at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash ITBiz. The last thing I'll leave you with is we actually have uncovered 114 barriers to employment through our classes that we have been running um, so far over the last four years. If you're interested in looking at those barriers, because you want to know what are people experiencing, go to our website, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash workforce development. And um, there in between workforce and development is a uh, dash. So workforce dash development. Go ahead and put that in there and uh, check us out. Uh, check out the 114 barriers to employment. If you want to help us remove any of those barriers, we'd love to hear from you. Again, reach out um, and just be a part of the solution. We appreciate you listening in today. Again, we appreciate you so much, Olivia, for being here with us. Thank and, you. Uh, absolutely. 
And um, of course, lastly, if you haven't heard it before, or maybe you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.